we were talking about dealing with criticism. And when you're on the top, or when you're a leader, or when you're a pastor, you gotta learn how to deal with criticism. You gotta learn how to deal with the haters. Family, multiplication, restoration. I'm Dahadi Lewis. Join me, Noah Odom and Hayden Radden, as we come to you from Atlanta, St. Louis, and Las Vegas, as we seek to add value to your church planning journey. We'll have real-time, authentic conversations that are relevant to the life of the church planner and pastor. Join us as we hear from leaders of this movement from across North America and discover what it really takes to plant churches everywhere for everyone. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of We Are Sin Network. I am one of your hosts, Dehadi Lewis, and I am here now with fellow co-host Noah Odom, and we got my man who doesn't have a good understanding of basketball. However, he used to play basketball. I'm in Hyde Randall. What's up, fellas? What's up, guys? How you doing? Call me Playoff Hyden right now. That's where I'm at right now. Playoff H. Yeah, you know, I, I, when I first started off this, I was just kind of like, man, this this brother was asking me, for those of you guys, he was asking me if I know about Jamal Murray. And and I was like, I, I don't know what you're trying to do, but it's just kind of like, I know it's not real. So by the time you guys have seen this, the Lakers are probably already either won the series, swept the series, or like, so I don't even know what, what's happening. But, you know, Hayden, I'll let you kind of have your moment because yeah, at, at this point, no one hasn't even played the game yet. The first game is uh, tonight. That's right. Let's get it. Come on, go Nuggets. I'm not even a Nuggets fan. Ah! All right. Well, all right you are a Laker hater. That's the problem. But, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? When you're on the top, this is one of the things you get. You get hard, and, and that's really sad because the Lakers have been on the top for ten years. Like, yeah. and, you know, and you still got that hatred, and it runs that deep. But that's actually what we're going to be talking about today. Oh man, we're going to be talking about dealing with criticism. And when yeah. you're on the top, or when you're a leader, or when you're a pastor, you got to learn how to deal with criticism. You got to learn how to deal with the haters. You Try know, that. and that's kind of where we are. But before we jump in again, if you're here for the first time, this is the new kind of format. I'm here with Hayden, with Noah. So again, give us like a little bit of just a quick introduction. Remind us who you are, what you're doing for everybody out there. Hey, Hayden, you first, beautiful age. All right, yeah, man. Uh, Hayden Ratner here, lead pastor of Walk Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, I always say it, not the city of sin, but the city of him. He's doing great work out here. And um, yeah, I'm leaning into this podcast with Dr. Dahadi Lewis, don't miss it. Mm. And Pastor Noah, oh, Pat, no, we're not there yet. We got, we got some leveling to do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm, as a church planter who, who very much is in those seasons, I need to learn. I need content. I need uh, help. I need encouragement. I need to feel like I'm not by myself in this. And that's one of the reasons why this podcast exists is to, to really add value to planters and pastors and team members in their season. And that's where I'm at. So I'm praying that I can speak to that and also learn some at the time as well. And that's good. And I'm Noah Oldham, lead pastor of August Gate Church in the St. Louis metro area. And uh, I get to serve as the senior director of Deploy for the North American Mission Board with Send Network. And man, I, I'm excited about this podcast more and more because God has given me about 11 years of experience in the planting, active planting, and 13 in the whole process. And, and though um, things haven't always looked the way I thought they would look, the Lord has taught me a lot. I think one of the reasons he allowed me to go through so many things 
so I could help other planters go through them better than I did. So excited for this to be a podcast that does that sort of thing. Awesome. Well, I'm excited here to be with you guys and also just in the midst of kind of all of what's going on, I love the fact that we're going to get like threefold wisdom uh, from all different perspectives, you know, from people we planted 10 years ago, we planted multi-site, we've single church. I mean, all the different varieties that's coming on right here. We're going to come up with true, real perspective. And like Hayden said, like our goal is that we want to be a value add to this thing. And then if we're not a value add, please let us know. But we know that we are because like we're just in the, we're in the trenches, like you're in the trenches. And so we just want to see what God is doing. So Hayden, why don't you tell us like, why are, why are we here? What are we talking about? Why are we here today? Yeah, you know, you, you kicked it off well, <clears throat> coming off of the, the Lakers Nuggets illustration um, that, hey, when you're leading, when you're especially in the season of church planting, um, <clears throat> there's always haters, but not only just haters, but there's always people that tend to have the spiritual gift of criticism, which is not as a lowercase as spiritual gift, a critical spirit. Um, and so I, I don't know if you're listening and watching this and you're like us, but Maybe you've had people on your team, in your church, in the city that are criticizing the work you've done. I, I met with a brother in our city just recently at a coffee shop, and, uh, and he said, hey, so what, um, what are you up to today? And I, I said, man, I'm just putting in some work, doing a variety of things. He goes, come on, man, you only work one day a week. Mm. And I was like, bruh, not funny. Stop that. Oh, I love the questions when people come to me and say, so what do you do like every other day? You know, and that's, they don't say it that explicit that they said with you, but that's pretty much what they're saying. Like, yeah. like what, do you, what do you do the rest of the week? I know folks are being funny. I know folks are trying to be funny. And that's a huge part of this conversation, right? Let, let's just break the ice there, guys. I would love to hear from, from each of you. What is the silliest criticism that you have heard in ministry thus far? What, what's, a, what's a story that you got? Well, I, I'm going to say it's a silly one, but it's a sad one for me. I remember, man, I was on and I was out preaching like, and you know, it's one of those things that I'm talking about, like, I actually, the sermon was on contextualization and I'm like, man, I'm getting in. I'm talking about, we need to be able to contextualize the gospel and we, you know, and I'm just getting in and I'm like passionate. And this is one of those passions, like I'm talking to a group of pastors and their wives before like an hour and a half, I'm just pouring out my heart. So at the end, I'm like, all right, so what questions do you have? Let's get it. Like, I'm ready. Let's, let's get into it. And, you know, and, and I'm thinking that we're about to get us some deep stuff. The first, hey, um, excuse me, excuse me. Can you wear earrings, you know, and be a Christian? And, can, and I was like, what? You know, and again, I know you guys, like I, I was young. I used to have my earrings. I had my, my hoops, my studs. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I got to show you some college pictures one day. But, you know, but yeah. I, I, I was in it and I was getting it. And that's, that was the question. And literally, I tried to kind of say, yeah, 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 and then kind of move on about, you know, tying it in but literally for the next hour we were talking about how you cannot wear earrings and be a christian and i was just like man forget it you know and, and after about an hour of arguing with them i just finally said oh, let me just take these off and you know and that was really one of the things it wasn't that day but that was one of the catalysts for me never that's why i don't wear earrings today i still got the holes i can go i can go pop them in right now because i've had them since i was 12 
I had my earrings on since I was 12. So wow. anyway, that was the silliest thing that, I, that I've ever had. And there's a sermon illustration in there somewhere. Hyde, what about you, man? Do you ever have some, some silly, funny, sad criticism? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I've had a, a wide range, especially being in Las Vegas and trying to reach a lot of unchurched people. I feel like the criticisms come from a variety of different ways. Um, but I was just thinking of one that this was kind of like silly, I thought was silly, and at the same time kind of discouraging. Uh, but a brother was coming to our church. He wanted to link up because he had some stuff heavy on his heart. And uh, when we linked up, he goes, man, I just I just really got an issue. I feel like um, we're, we're, try- we're reaching too many lost people. Mm. And um, mm. like, you know, you're preaching messages that, you know, are like, you know, we, we need to, we need to go deeper. And I'm like, bruh, like I'm, I thought this past message was deep and, um, man, he goes, dude, is, you know, are you trying to like reach lost people? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I said, man, sometimes you know, when you go deep, people drown. And so we're trying to, uh, we're trying to have a balance, uh, throughout the sermon. And I think that'll be a good podcast preaching and the the art of preaching the task of preaching and and what is deep and what is shallow and how to keep the gospel in the center but that's not this topic but i thought that was kind of some silly yeah um criticism there and and sometimes you even got here's another podcast topic sometimes you got to tell people man this might be the right church for you yeah quick to get there but sometimes when it comes to shaping culture that's something you got to deal with Absolutely right, man. Yeah, the silliest, silliest criticism I feel like I've ever gotten is similar to that, Hayden. And I had this guy that kept buying me books, like by certain, uh, certain authors and preachers that are yeah. real, like holiness, hellfire and brimstone. And uh, I'm like, what is, is he giving me a hint? What's going on here? And uh, finally, he wanted to sit down and talk with me. This is the dude I had poured in in my preaching lab and discipleship been in small group with. And he finally just had to meet with me. He and his wife have been talking. He and other people in the church have been talking. He said, you've only got one sermon, Noah. Like, and I just preached through like seven or eight books of the Bible at this point since you've been in the church. What are you talking about? He said, it's the Great Commission. That's all you ever preach. Every week we come back to be disciples and go make disciples. And I just kind of laughed at him. I, was, I, I thought I was being punked. Ashton Kutcher was going to jump out of the closet at any moment. And uh, I said, so I just had the, the uh, wherewithal in that moment to say, well, are you doing it yet? Are you obeying it? He said, well, no, not yet. I said, well, I'm going to keep preaching it until you do. Uh, he left our church pretty soon after that uh, because, yeah, it just wasn't a, wasn't a church. It, our church wasn't the church for him if he didn't want to be about the Great Commission. So, man, that's, you know, th- there's a silly criticism, but then there's also the really, really hard criticism. Um, if you guys are willing to share, because we have planters and pastors that are listening that, that are enduring very, very hard seasons right now and probably enduring some of the most heavy criticism they've ever endured before. What's some of the hard criticism that you have experienced and, and what's that done to your soul? I mean, one of the things, I was just kind of like, as I was reflecting, like some of the hardest thing, I was like, what happened yesterday, right? I mean, it's literally, like we are in the midst of this that are in the midst of this season, dealing with so much hardship, so many heartache, so many criticisms. Do we go back to service? Do we not go back to service? Um, like, and it's all these things. And so... Like, literally, I, you know, I'm just being blatantly honest with you guys. Last, yesterday, I'm, like, I'm literally crying on my wife's shoulder, just broken. Like, I'm just, like, I'm so lonely. I'm so hurt. I'm so angry. Like, there's all of these things. And literally, I'm just kind of like, 
And it's because like I'm, I'm constantly getting texts. I'm constantly being told, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. So it's like, wow. it to me, is it just one criticism or is it simply, it is kind of the mirage or the barrage of criticism that I'm constantly getting. And here I am, I'm trying to burn the candor at both ends. I'm not only am I like, I'm going to, um, like I got to minister to people who want to be in live service in person and I got to minister to the people online. I got to also minister, still be neighborly. Like, it's like, I'm doing double the work, double the things, and I'm still feeling criticism. And this is like, man, many times I like to get it. Like one time, like I was just like, I literally, like I've received some criticism, you know, from a staff member. And I was just like, I literally got up, you know, um, and it was in an email form. I got up, read the email and I like packed my stuff and I'll pack my stuff up and I was about to walk away. And I was like, I'm never coming back. I mean, that's the mindset yeah. that I had. You know, so when, when you talk about kind of most difficult, it's not about like someone said something really like deep to me. I'm just kind of like, man, sometimes when I'm just in a vulnerable place and I'm needing, I'm needing encouragement and I get another email or another text about what I'm not doing yeah. and just like those yeah. wrong timely place things really get to the core. That's man, that's real. Yeah, Dahadi, I mean, I reached out to you yesterday in a text message because I'm just on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. I probably, you know, shouldn't be because it's just, it's sometimes it's just a, uh, it's chaos there. But I saw somebody like throwing shade at you for just trying to shepherd your people. I mean, over the last several months, you've been making these, these videos to shepherd your own people. And somebody took one of those videos and put it out there and was sharing it uh, as a reason to attack Send Network. And I just like, man, like, I, I can't even imagine, bro. And so, yeah, criticism from every direction, dude. That's real. It's real. Yeah. What about you, Hyden, man? What, what, what are you experiencing in this season? Or what have you experienced? Really, really hard criticism. Question. Yeah, there's definitely been a handful of criticism in this season. And, Dahadi, you hit it right on the head. With, you know, in-person, line, et cetera. And, um, you know, totally get it. When you ask that, that question, though, my um, – my, my mind and my heart drifted uh, just early on in our church planting season before we even launched our church publicly. Uh, we started a Bible study and we started in like kind of like the apartment Nina and I were living in at the time. It outgrew the apartment and then we moved it into uh, our sending churches, had like a family ministries room, started really growing there, about 70, 80 people. And uh, yeah, the leadership of our, our sending church um, called me into the office and just said, Hey, we love you enough to ask you to shut the Bible study down. Mm. And I just remember feeling like "Time out, bro. Like, were you there last night? Um, cause we got momentum and there's energy. People are getting saved and this is how you plan a church, right? Like you got to grow this thing and a church evolves and they had enough wisdom and insight and experience to be able to say, Hey, we get it. We believe it. We think you'll get it again, but for your soul and for your marriage and for the purpose of disciple making, uh, we, we encourage you and are asking you to, to push pause on the big group to identify uh, a smaller group to invest in and just start discipling and raising up leaders. Because at the time, it seemed like it was just Nina and I in this big group, and it was just about to just fall on us. And we just weren't ready for that. We didn't have a, a base of leaders. And so I still look back at that time, leaving that meeting, feeling discouraged, feeling like, man, they're not for me. They don't get it. They don't see it. But having enough on and enough 
humility, if you would, to still say, okay, we're going to follow your lead. And we look back and say, man, that was the best criticism, mm. those hardest that we received in our planting journey because we were more healthy for it and stronger because of it. It's good. It's good. It's good word. That's you know, guys, I think one of the, the hardest things about criticism I've experienced, and as I work with church planters all across North America now, the kind of experience, uh, kind of criticism that they experience that's the hardest is stuff they can't do anything about. You know, like mm. the, the criticism about a planter's wife, of a pastor's wife, or their kids. Hey, your wife isn't this enough. Your wife isn't around enough for this. Your wife isn't this to me. You guys know, like we have a limited amount of time and our wives may have even less time than we do because they're often running things in our family and keeping things afloat so we can do the ministry God's called us to do. Um, and the ministry they are doing is the most valuable and, and it usually is beyond their margin. But to that criticism of your wife, criticism of your kids, uh, I don't know about you guys, but criticism of my preaching my preaching is an extension of me. Um, wow. you know, it's a really cool opportunity that I've had that w- with my role, like I, I've, I preach for free for my church every week. Like no one pays me. And so it's a, it's a freedom thing that I don't have to be afraid of like losing my job, you know, not getting paid to preach. But um, when wow. somebody criticized me after like, giving 15 hours of work beyond my normal work week to preach, and then it's just these little criticisms that don't matter. Oh, it eats at my soul. And in Dahadi, it's much like you said. It's like, do I just pack this thing up and go? And I've heard that story a number of times from planters. So I think this is a critical, a critical piece like to us to turn the page and say, so what do we do? Like, how do we, how do we battle through the criticism? How do we respond to it? Even how do we redeem the criticism? Wow. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things, I think the natural thing is to turn yourself into a victim. Right? I know that's something I do is just like, I'll become a victim of criticism, right? And then it'd be, you know, this was like this, the, what the first Adam did. It's the woman you gave me. It's the, it's the environment you gave me. It's the congregation you gave me. You know, I think our, we have our initial kind of knee-jerk reaction is to escape the pain. And that's Conrad said, like, that's what I want to do. Like, I want to escape the pain, right? And that's just the knee-jerk reaction. And then and then when you when you feel pain, you got to begin to identify the pain, right? Like, and then you create the source of the pain, and then you got to, you know, give like blame at the feet of the pain, right? And so, like, I think you got to get out of that performance trap because, um, and I say performance trap because of the fact that a lot of times it's like if you get to the criticism, it's all about some type of performance, but really it's really not about. It's more of a value thing. And we, that's, is that time is where we got to go back to the gospel and say, like, we have value. So first of all, let me take this criticism not as an attack, you know, on me, even if it is an attack on me, and basically being able to, to, to walk through that. Because in every criticism, there is a kernel of truth. Because if it was just outlandish, then yeah. it wouldn't even, like, it would be like, bother, it wouldn't even bother me. Like, if they were saying, Dahadi, why are you flying? Right? I wouldn't be like, what do you? What do you mean? Like, I've, like I've never, like, I, I can't float. I can't fly. Like, is this like, that's the craziest thing right. you think about. So I just think that we got to not take things personally, right? We got to understand and find our identity in Christ. Mm. And, you know, and we yeah. really, really got to just like understand that because the bottom line is, is that it's not if, but it's when you yeah. have criticism. It's good. Dottie, you just said something I think is super important. I'd love 
Hayden, if you'd speak into this a little bit, because you're like in the first five years, you're experiencing a lot of the early criticism that so many of our listeners are going to are going to experience. He you use this phrase to Heidi. We, we find avenues to escape the criticism. Hayden, what are some of the dangerous avenues that church planters are going to be tempted to escape the criticism uh, yeah. within? Yeah, man. Um, I, I think some of the dangerous avenues are to isolate yourself. Yeah. I was just reading in the proverb today, uh, Proverbs chapter 18, whenever that is for you, but check out Proverbs 18, just in those first couple verses, it says, it says that the foolish person isolates themselves and breaks out against sound judgment. And, um, you know, the wise person is, is heeding instruction. The wise person is, is, is heeding counsel. And so I think that there's danger in, in isolating and, um, just kind of saying, okay. And then, cause what happens is you get that, um, you get that replay tape from the enemy where you just, you fester on the criticism. You, you don't have a process and it begins to eat you up. I think some other ways um, that are dangerous is you respond with the same thing that was done to you, right? So instead, I got, I'm criticized, let me criticize you, right? Instead of uh, receiving and actually taking some space um, to yeah. think. I think another dangerous thing is okay, you criticize me. Well, I'm going to go find other people and I'm going to just talk bad about you or just slander or gossip. And so I think that criticism is so tricky. And I think that's one of the reasons why the enemy loves it and God hates it, right? Proverbs 6, God says he hates when somebody sows discord amongst brothers, mm. sisters. And so I think that this is a, this is a big topic. Um, so that, I think there's dangers. And then there's also... Um, there's also things to respond to criticism. I would say that are helpful. One, one thing that I've been doing, and this may sound kind of wild, but as people have been bringing criticism my way and it's becoming more and more uh, frequent, I've actually just started to lean into it. Mm. Like somebody has a, something critical to speak about either preaching or ministry, philosophy, etc., even family. I just start leaning into it. Like, Ooh, dang, that's a, Okay, let me let me think about that. Well, okay, wow, help me see it clearer. And I'll tell you what, for some reason, it just messes people when they're given those critical words. They thought they, it's almost like they were ready to pull the guns out to go to it. Just man, let me just lean into this thing. Let me even honor you for criticizing me. And the, something about the doc that's not easy to do. I don't always do it, uh, but that's one of the things I've been trying to do better and. It, it creates for a um, just a more conversation that I think could lead to a win instead of a loss. But that's yeah. kind of a long, that's kind of where I've been at late, lately. Man, one of the dangers I've seen again and again, I know for my own soul and I know for other planters and pastors, is that escapism. You're looking to, to for something to comfort you in the midst of criticism. Um, wow. You guys, I, I bet I bet there's something real about this for for most men, especially men that are in our roles as lead pastors and planters. Is that one of our love languages is words of affirmation. Um, yeah. I raise my, both my hands on that. I, I need those words of affirmation. And during seasons of criticism, um, if I'm not getting affirmation from the right places, like I, I, I know that my soul wants to wander to find that. And I've watched a number of guys wander into unhealthy relationships, specifically with women in their church, mm. because you're this fatherly figure, you, you preach, you pour out, and some people see that and they want to just say thank you. And if you are hungry for affirmation and you're dealing with criticism, the enemy will say, look, you're getting it over here. 
this person really cares about you. And I've watched too many guys wander in inappropriate relationships. It started with responding to a text message that was just, it was affirming. So I just want to challenge and encourage my brothers, like, like Dahadi said, find that affirmation in the gospel. It's not that you need to run from criticism. You need to run to the affirmation that you have in Jesus and, and begin there. Right. And I think this, what you're saying, I think is spot on. And there's a couple of things that just kind of resonates with me. One, um, that I'm just reminded of, one of them is just simply the, like, COVID, the racial tensions, the political, all these things, like, pastors are in a very vulnerable place right now. I mean, right. I think what they said, the research just came out to seven or eight out of 10 pastors are like seriously considering quitting right now. You know, like I've met with planters that literally they just started, you know, gathering in November of last year. And now like COVID hit and they're like, they don't even know if they have a congregation. They don't know if they're what to go back to. Right. And it's just like, just understand like all of our insecurities is like, what what am I doing here? All the insecurities that come right now, like we're in a vulnerable, vulnerable, place and I just want to just like make sure that as like as a pastor out there that you guys know like, like we're here for you like we're better together than apart and like it'd been a good so I just think that that's one the other thing that I wanted to say is simply that all criticism is not created equal mm. and I think it's really important for us to recognize that that all criticism is not created equal because like in the very essence of criticism you would think that like it's bad. It's hard. Like, I don't, you know, and I think I I would like to differentiate the difference between criticism and just good, helpful kind of challenge, in a sense, is this idea of speaking the truth in love. Because if someone speaks the truth in love to me, it may hurt me, but it's for the benefit of my soul, it's for the benefit of God, and so like even what Haydn said earlier, his example, it was just like they were speaking the truth in love. Even if he disagrees, it was like it was to speak the truth in love. And it hurt him, Mm -hmm. but it was for the greater good. But then the other side of it is, and that's what I said, like criticism, like is when people come in and they have more of a harmful, like they're just trying to get stuff off their chest. I just need to make things clear. Let me just keep it real. However they say it, right? And then it's like, and every time someone say, let's keep it real, it's always the bad side. Like, it's never like, God, we keep it real. It's always like, I'm about, I got some stuff to say. I got some stuff to say, right? And I think that that is, like, it is always really, really hard. And so whenever you receive criticism that is in your, its aim is to harm you, I really believe that, like, to the best that you can, you got to shake the dust off your feet. You yeah. got to move on. You got to mourn. You got to grieve. You got to, you got to, you know, the hurt. Because if we don't, we will harden our hearts. Yeah. We will harden our hearts. But whenever there's people that are speaking the truth in love and they really are doing it for the glory of God and for his kingdom and it may hurt you, yeah. it's a completely different thing. So ultimately what I'm saying is all criticism, criticism is not created equal. And we have to understand that. And that, and differentiate between speaking the truth in love and people who are trying to harm. That's good. That's good. 
Yeah. And we're coming to the end of our time here, but I want to offer a resource uh, for, for planters and pastors to grab a hold of. It's one of the resources that's helped me since I started in ministry um, in my early 20s. It's called Dealing with the Rejection and Praise of Man by Bob Sorge. It's a book that's only about 75 pages long. You can read it on one plane ride but it helps us to deal with the praise and rejection because the other side of criticism is we, we then teach ourselves, train ourselves to need affirmation from men all the time, which can be wow. equally as unhelpful as, uh, as dealing with criticism in a wrong way. Yeah. No, I, I, I wanted to recommend one more book if I could, and it's the book of Proverbs. Uh, would encourage all pastors, planters, leaders, to identify whatever day of the month that you're watching this or listening to this, that's your sign from the Lord to read the proverb of the day. I was just reading the proverb of today and it spoke to me. It said a, a, a wise person seeks understanding, hmm. but a foolish person only wants to share their own opinion. I don't know. I've, I've felt so much, uh, correction from the proverb. It's helping me grow. I'm starting to think through, Proverbs, uh, decision-making, what I say, what I don't say. And so I think that could help the criticizer and the person who is receiving the criticism. And, and, and a final word that I would just say on this podcast is um, I want to just go ahead and let me just keep it real, real quick, but I want to do it in, a, in an opposite way of what Dahadi just said. I want to keep it real by honoring my brother, Dahadi Lewis, on this call right now. It's making them feel awkward, but I'm going to do it anyway. I know that you received some criticism just yesterday that's made you feel challenged and burdened, and you're, you're, you're talking about it with your wife, Pastor Dr. Dahadi Lewis. You are a kingdom leader. You're an honoring leader. You're a pastor to a whole group of pastors. You're a church planter. You have prophetic apostolic vision. And God is using you, not just amongst people in Atlanta, but amongst me in Las Vegas and St. Louis and California and globally. And so brother, be encouraged through the screen right now and don't stop what you're doing. Level it up. Go ahead and tap in, double down, throw it in. Lakers, it's playoff to hottie. Come on. Let's go. Man, amen. Well, man, brother, I really do appreciate it. And, you know, I appreciate both of you. And Noah sent me a text yesterday. He didn't know anything and just... Wow. Like, and so, and you today, I mean, all of us, I mean, 100%. the network as a whole, y'all, man, I just want you guys to stay in, press in. Yeah. Like, we need to surround ourselves with brothers that's going to encourage us. You know, I, I was about to say, like, man, hide one up to you, Noah, with the book recommendations. He did. Yeah, said, he totally Let me look did, at the man. Bible. But, you know, then I was like, ah, that was awkward, but I said it still wow. anyway. But, I, you know, but I, I do. No, I really do. I really love you, brothers. I really do appreciate you. And I, we, we love you guys at Sin Network. And so we're excited. This is another episode of We Are Sin Network. Hopefully you're enjoying it. And there's going to be much more to come of this real, honest conversation where we just really trying to want to add value to That's you. Right. So, again, if you are interested in church planning, please check us out. Text SEND Network to 888-123. Again, send two words, network, to 888-123. And thank you guys again for another episode of We Are Sin Network. You have been listening to We Are Sin Network, a resource of the North American Mission Movement. 
For more information about today's podcast and other relevant resources, visit sendnetwork.com.